Welcome to the next episode of Teaching Restored, where we have discussions around how to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ to help others come unto him, unto their savior. I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Julie Hilliard. Hi, Julie. Okay. Hi, Let's talk. I think today is going to be a little bit of a shorter one. That's my, it's my guess. And because it's a topic that is pretty basic. We're kind of going back to some basics here, but at the same time, I think it's missed. And I think that we need to be a little bit more intentional about when we teach. Again, the teaching, teaching could be in a class. It could be as a missionary. It could be a parent to a child. It could be a number of different ways, but I think we need to be a little bit more intentional about inviting others to do something to help them bring come closer to Christ. Invitations. The invitations. Yes, exactly. So I went through some of my notes and some of my things, um, and I wanted to see how does the Savior invite? Ooh. Hmm. Like so there are a few things that popped out. Of, okay, let me let me ask you. Is there any time when I say the Savior inviting, does anything stand out to you in the scriptures? Does anything come to the top of your mind by any chance? Um, there, actually, there are a couple of things. And one of them that comes to mind is the scenario with the woman taken in adultery because he invites the people to, hey, consider, check your own self and then decide if you're going to cast a stone at her, right? Yes. And then he invites her to go away. I mean, it, it's almost like in the form of a command sometimes, but the, that is an invitation. He's like inviting her to get on with her life, but a different life. Yes. And that was the scenario when you were saying that, that popped into my head first. I don't even know why that one. That is the first one that popped into my head too. No way. Great mind. I'm no serious. Way. I'm serious. Dead serious. So I, I want to talk about this. Yeah, I mean, that's good. So I've got three of them. This is, that's the first okay. thing that came into my mind. So, yes, the woman taken it into adultery. Yeah. And they come up wait, and they say, wait, wait, let me get just in the spirit of giving you a different one. Rich dude. Invitation to follow him. Good. Did you come up with that one too? No, but close to it. Okay. <laughs> really? I like that one. Matchy, matchy. It just I... can't be matchy, matchy. Wow. Wow. It's amazing. So, okay. Okay. So back to the woman taken in adultery, she, they, they want to know, Hey, should we what stone her? I think it was. Um, yeah. and Jesus pretended not to hear them. And then he said, he that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone. Let him first cast a stone at her. Hey, then Kevin, stoop down. Where are you reading? Where are you reading? Sorry. You thank it. you. John chapter eight. Thank you. I like thank to be you. with you. So. Uh, that was, uh, verse seven of chapter eight and then he stooped down on the ground and started to write, basically ignoring them. And they, which heard it being convicted by their own conscience, they went out one by one. And then in verse 10, when Jesus had lifted up himself, he saw none, but the woman, he said unto her woman, what are the, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? Verse 11, she said, no man, Lord. 
And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Then he says, Go and sin no more. What I want to point out here, a couple things. Number one, he did not say, I have an invitation for you. <laughs> no preface. <laughs> Just go and sin no more. I think that is a lot more powerful being in being in kind of the flow of the discussion if if sometimes i think that and and i i do this i do this i do this i will go along and i will break up and i'll say all right my invitation to you is and i use the word invitation and i i make it a specific invitation right make it very obvious but there are times when it'd be more powerful i think to just be in the flow and say go and sin no more like i mean not those words particularly your class to my to my children maybe but yeah I, well i mean maybe <laughs> maybe to maybe to a class right you know what we should do we should put that on the door and then like i'm gonna put it on the door so my kids every day as they walk in, you know some people put return with honor i'm gonna put go, go and sin. no more is that inspiring or is it actually not we're know. gonna get some uh teaching restored merch and it's gonna yeah. have a <laughs> <laughs> Go and send no more. That won't damage your wall. Don't worry. Right. This is gonna be amazing. I like that. I like that so much. And then I'm gonna bring it to class and put it up on the door. So when they leave the class, it says "Go and send." You don't even have to do. You don't even have to say, "I invite you to," or not. It'll just be there. That's right. It'll be very obvious to them. Go and send no more. Good. So yes, <laughs> watch for a merch. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so we have. So we have him talking about a spiritual ailment and he says um i don't condemn thee go and sin no more that is his invitation the next one i thought about is in john as well chapter five when he heals the man heals a man yep. and uh, this one is at the pool and Yep. Yep. And he says, um, and, and verse eight, chapter five, verse eight, Jesus yeah. saith unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Now that can also be seen as a commandment, right? In a way, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Now, what I thought about this was, here's an invitation to walk. This dude hasn't walked for how many years? Yeah. And like 30, 38 years. 38 and years. 38 years. That's in verse five. Thank you. There you go. 38. So he hasn't walked. Number one, stand up, period. Number right. two, have the balance. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> like I'm really going to do this. And it's not like Jesus went over him to him and laid his hands on this person or on his head or I mean it. I am I'm imagining no it. Didn't take his armpits and boost. Right. <laughs> I didn't lift you up. No, it was just you take up your bed and walk. Yeah. And this guy does. Yeah. Um, as a teacher. For me, what I learned from this right here 
on an invitation level. It is okay to ask things that seem absolutely impossible. Sometimes we um, talk about something that someone can do right now. Go and sin no more. Go and stop doing what you're doing. Okay. This time it's asking an invitation to do something that, oh my goodness, I never, I didn't think I could ever walk again. Right. Right. In a, in a classroom setting um, or in a parent to child or whatever, wherever, sometimes it is okay to go so far and ask something so huge and so great as an invitation that they thought it, it can't, I could never do it. I think of, um, what just came to mind was, and I would have to look this up, but I don't have it all in front of me right now, was a talk given in the April to 2023 conference, the last conference we had. And it was, I think this general authority was a stake president before, and he had a young man come to him and who was totally messed up on drugs, I think, et cetera. And then he cleaned up and wanted to go on a mission. And then he got back from his mission. And then his question was, do you think I've been forgiven? And he was like, oh my goodness. Yes, right? But I think of beforehand, someone who may seem so, so, so far off of the path. And, and, and then it's, I want you to go on a mission. What? Right, right. I can't do that. Right? Um, let me ask you, have you ever been asked to do or invited to do something that seemed so far off of anything that you could do. Does anything come to mind? So two things popped into my head while you were describing this. Okay. Because I make it all personal, right? That's sure. how I want to do it. I don't know why my family picks right now to play the piano, but they did. So I apologize. I, I don't think I can hear it. So I think you're good. Okay. Um, the first thing is when you said something about you as a teacher can give an invitation that feels way far out of reach. I thought about how sometimes I've been given an invitation to give away a book of Mormon. Mm, or sure. Oh, good. Mormon, yes. Yes. Right. And if I'm being totally honest, I have not always felt like, first of all, that's really scary to me. And it also feels to me like a leap from where I am at that moment, I'm thinking, I don't even know who to share the gospel with. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm sharing the gospel all the time. Like, so, but in my brain, I'm like, uh, no, like I cannot make that leap. And what's interesting though, here's, so I don't know, I know this isn't where we want to go necessarily, but I'm just going to put it out there is that okay. I don't feel like I was prepped for that invitation. Like, you know, there's got to be some like inspiration and momentum and conviction that's built up around why you're giving away this Book of Mormon and why. And that, I think, was part of what I lacked. And so sometimes my response has just been like, yeah, right. So my response sure. to an invitation that feels like a huge leap for me, I have to be inspired or I'm giving it a eye roll. Yeah, right. right. I'm being honest. Sorry, Good. that was one of the thoughts that came to mind. So that that's... So let me let me interrupt you if I may yes. real quickly. I think that's a great uh, great lesson for us. If in a class or in as we're talking to our kids and we just say, "Here's here's the invitation. Go do this." Way far out of reach, so far out. They don't have anything to connect it to. If we don't do that as we lead up to that, 
Yes. They're not going to see the path forward. They're not going to even see that yeah. it's even possible. Exactly. I so mean, and point. the truth is that like for, you know, the missionary, the the kid who's really kind of struggling in his life that you're like, you want to go on a mission. Part of what you're doing is creating ambition. You're, you know, helping to be involved in setting goals. Mm -hmm. And so there's part of it when you say you have to be able to see the path forward. I don't even know if you have to be able to see every step because this guy probably is like, I don't even know what I got to do to be able to stand up. You know, I got to, I got to rise up. Okay. That's the first step. And then I got to like figure out, I, I mean, just, he's not thinking of all of that, but he has enough faith to be like, I'm attached to that faith. I'm attached to my faith in this, in this Jesus. Like I, and yes. if we feel an attachment to what it is that we're being invited to do and some kind of a connection and we feel the spirit, it doesn't matter how far out of the realm of our thinking it is <clears throat> at that moment, we feel inspired to even reach to that. Yes. It doesn't even have to be that we're going to get to it right away. It just means that we are reaching in that direction. And so just, I, I think that that's part of it is that we have a responsibility as teachers to actually build to the invitation. Yes, that's good. That yes. I, and, I, and I think that one of the catalysts of building to the invitation is not only what we say and how we say and how we present it, which is important, of course, but most importantly is the spirit. Totally. The spirit can bridge a gap from zero to 60 totally. in an instant just like that. I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of a young man that I know of that was not going on a mission. He was... I don't need to go on a mission. There's no reason to, uh, you know, there are other people who have gone, who haven't gone on a mission. They're good people. Why should I go on a mission? Not even close. He was invited to go to a YSA ward when he graduated. He went to the YSA ward. Someone said something, the spirit hit him and was like, I'm going on a mission. Yeah. Done. Yes, 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 yes. And okay. he, go ahead. No, I was going to say on my mission, I remember they say, when you feel the spirit, you invite. Like that was your prompt. Yes. You send an invitation. Yes. So not, all, not we don't always know when the spirit will hit someone or that it even hit them at some time. But if we can feel it, then you're right. Then is the time to, to hit that invitation, whatever that invitation may be. And again, it doesn't need to be, I invite you to. It's go and okay. do. So here's my second thought that was popping into my head as you were talking about this. Okay. And tell me if this feels like it resonates and if it's even where you want to go. But aren't all commandments invitations? I was thinking the same thing I was going to bring that up earlier, but I didn't because I started going down a different path. Yes, I completely agree with that. Yeah. And then so switch that around. Aren't all commandments invitations? Well, aren't all invitations are all invitations commandments? Well, okay, well, I'm going to disagree. No, I, I, no, 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 I'm not saying the answer is yes. Okay. You're asking the question. I'm asking the question. Okay. I would say no. Because Julie Hilliard extending an invitation doth not a commandment make. True. When it I'm, comes from Heavenly Father, or I would actually venture to say one of his called servants, a.k.a. it's takes place over the pulpit at general conference or something like that. Like <laughs> yourself that filter. Those invitations are commandments, I think. That's okay. how I look at it at least. Gospel okay. according to Julie. Yes. When I when you said so when we switch that around, invitations, my thought was an invitation from the spirit. Oh there you go. There you go. Right. Oh so, totally. Yeah. Okay. okay. That makes way more sense. Yeah, yeah. 
But then, you know, that's a good point. Yeah, they aren't all commandments if, you know, if I just give it in a lesson. No, of course. Yeah, that way. Okay. I don't give myself that much credit. Perfect. So, <laughs> I'm not that cool. All right. No way. So, the third one comes close to you. So, this is when Jesus, uh, Matthew chapter 4, he starts to gather his apostles. Hey, Kevin, good job giving the references. Thank you. Thank you, you for so reminding good. me. I do forget that. Uh, so, I appreciate it. <laughs> Chapter four, he starts grabbing the apostles. Um, and th this is the short version of it. In verse 18 of chapter four of Matthew, he says, and Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That's another invitation to this time so the first invitation was an invitation on a spiritual level the second invitation was on a physical level or a i don't think i could ever do that are you kidding me and actually on the a first, miracle level on what level sorry on a miracle level on a miracle level and honestly the first one may be that too if you think right. about it. the woman taken to adultery she she may think you think i'm just gonna stop what i've always been doing the whole time um, right so that may be then this one is a literal, come follow me, walk by me. Yeah. And as a teacher, as a father, as a husband, as a mentor, as a whatever, I think some of the best invitations are to come with me and do it with me. I can teach, my son is my home, teach, my home teaching, my ministering companion. Yes. I can say, we need to do this. We need to go do this. Or I can take him and invite him to come with me and teach him so much more than inviting him to just go do something, right? I think, the, I think a lot of the invitation can be, just come follow me and let's see. Let's mm -hmm. see what happens. I love that. And like I think about my son this morning, uh, I invited him in the form of a command chore list to, uh -huh wash the car right and then i washed my car and he's like if i help you will you help me and i'm like absolutely totally Great. so and i realized how much opportunity there was for teaching and how much more we enjoyed it when we did it together my question is as a teacher how do you like how do you do the equivalent of that is it that you make the same commitment that you're asking them to make and then you report back to each other like how, how do you do that any thoughts? I think that's a great way to do that is to make a commitment and say, hey, I'm going to read the Book of Mormon. We've heard this one, right? I'm going to read the yeah. Book of Mormon by this. Come join me. Let's do this together. Yeah. Great. Or even I'm going to apply this principle in this way. Mm -hmm. you know, I'd love if you wanted to do the same and we'll talk about it later. Or yeah. let's get together. Follow up. Yeah. Let's do the let's do the follow up and talk together about come back with how did it affect you? Mm-hmm this week or these two weeks or whatever it may be you know, in an ideal world but i'm really bad at this because like i don't even follow through on consequences with my children sometimes like i try so hard what kind of a mother are you julie i'm the worst <laughs> okay please I to myself. okay but in an ideal world i would love to have a consistent class where we end with an invitation and we start with a, an accountability there you go absolutely um, I, I just wish i could remember to do it but like i love the continuity that that can create and the change yes. that it can help the insight 
Absolutely. They get used to that. They start yeah. to, oh, expect that. Oh, I'm coming to class. I will be asked yeah. if I went and did this and what were the implications of it or yeah. whatever it might be, right? Totally. I, I, think, I think that is a powerful thing to do. It's difficult to do. Really hard. Especially when in a lot of the, in church, a lot of the classes are every other week now. Yeah, that makes it even harder. Right? Yeah. Well, and what also is challenging is you don't, you, there's a fine line between putting people on the spot mm -hmm. and, you know, not wanting to create somebody like, oh, I don't want to go because I didn't do anything with it. Or, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? You got to be cautious yep. of all that. Yeah. Um, one thought that I had is if you think about how excited people are when they see you after you've had a lesson and they it's done, like they've applied it how excited they are to tell you about that experience. I think there's something really beautiful in creating space for that. Yes. People want to share. Right. So just, just a thought to kind of get people more engaged and involved in the discussion. They want to share if they've done something with it. And I so agree. having an invitation helps to kind of target what you'll be talking about. Yeah. At the beginning of this week. I love that. You're right. Because they will be more excited about yeah whatever it is they're talking. And that excitedness is infectious with right. others in the class, right? Yeah, and the way that they apply it might be expanded by what they hear from somebody else's experience and all that as well. Sorry, mm -hmm. I know I was talking too much right there. No, you weren't. No, 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 that's exactly, that's kind of exactly what I wanted to focus on is that there are two parts to an invitation. There's the, inv well, not always, but let's say in this context, there's an invitation of let's go do this, and then the, then the comeback of, hey, how did that affect you? Yeah. And, and if we, again, if we, like you said, if we set that expectation, it's continuous. We yeah. don't, it, they, they know it's gonna happen and, and uh, they don't need to worry about, oh, you know, maybe they'll forget or, and <laughs> actually what I've seen so many times, honestly, with me included, is I'll give an invitation, never follow up, and then people expect, oh, he's just saying that. Oh, totally. Right? They, I, I mean, he didn't mean included. it. Yeah. Yep. Kids included if I don't follow up. Right. I mean, yep. this is psychology 101. Right. So make the invitations. Invite them to act is basically what you're doing. Yep. Invite them to act on what was learned, then follow up and uh, I, okay, going back to Elder Bednar, um, was in a priesthood leadership type meeting with him. And I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but one thing he said was, he said, when I counsel someone, I say, okay, you need to go read this book, or you need to go read this pamphlet, or you need to go read this there. He said, I don't give it to them. I, I want them to act and for them to go get it. Oh, interesting. Isn't interesting. it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that handy and just plop it down because that they don't act. If, if, if I just give it to them, everything to them, then that's yep. not really acting. This is them actually going and doing it and then follow up and ask, was it done? Good. Let's talk about the implications of it and how you have changed from it. And I think that can be more impactful at the same time. And I think teachers, a lot of times they'll, they'll make it as easy as they can. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I do, I do too. I'm going to make it as easy as you can just so you do it. Well, maybe we ought not to.
Maybe so maybe sometimes a little bit more effort and a little bit more investment can make it more impactful. Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. On their end, on the well, receiver's I mean, end, yeah. right? That yes, may mean, yes. yeah, that may, may mean that we need to pull back a little bit and give the invitation and then follow up with it, but maybe not give them everything that they need to go do it because it needs, the more they act, the more impactful it will be for them. No spoon feeding? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It's an interesting point. I have to mull over that a little bit just because I'm so in the habit of being like, oh, you want that resource? Okay, we're going to post it on the Facebook page. And I want to make sure that you have it at your fingertips. Da -da 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 -da. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as well, right? Like we'll post links in the show notes down here. Yeah. We want people to understand it because they're going to forget. And, yeah. and, and, and especially if there's a whole bunch of things that you could go do or could go look up, that that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes, and, and this is me thinking off the top of my head, I think when it comes to a personal go invitation to go do, because this is going to change your life type of thing, then, then, then maybe we encourage them to go act again rather than yeah. spoon feeding. Yeah, no, I see the difference. I think I see so, the difference. I'm glad yeah. that I said it out loud though, because Me I think too. what I hear you saying is that this isn't just like you're trying to help your class learn about a specific topic and you're spoon feeding them some of the info so it's at their fingertips so they can use it in their come follow me mm -hmm. study. You're talking about when you make an invitation and this could be in an interview, this could be, you know, if you're a bishop, this could be in, yes. you know, a classroom, this could be in a mentoring relationship or whatever. If it's something that you're asking them to do to incite some change, you don't spoon feed. You know, actually, I can I can think of an example where this might be true. Yeah. And I'm just throwing it out. So, you know, the church's addiction recovery program. Yes. Right. So you're thinking about somebody who needs to go through addiction recovery, say, you know, you're you have a calling of some kind that puts you in a position to help a person make that connection and start with addiction recovery. We talk about um, and this is, you know, from some stuff in my former life that if you, you know, are driving the person to the AA meeting, for example, and you are sitting there with them the whole time and then you can't go one week. And so you just don't yeah, want good point. the crutch. You right. want people when they're doing something for themselves to make a change in their life, <clears throat> they, they have to take those initial steps to be able to mm -hmm. do it. Yes. And I think that that is a great example of that. Yes. You don't want to give the crutch if because if they don't take you up on the invitation then they don't want to change and you, no matter how much pushing you do they're not going to change because they don't want to and i think about parenting right same thing son daughter you need to change this and we're going to make it really easy for you to change that well maybe they don't want to yet and i need to just wait until they're ready and then when they're ready okay now I can help out a little bit more or, or if I see that they're ready and they're taking steps, okay, now I can, now I can kick in a little bit to aid that and, and kick it, kick it into gear. Um, That's a great example. You know what I also thought of hmm. is as a missionary, I wanted people to come to church so badly. I would do everything I possibly could to get them there. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, and it was the people who you just said, I really want to see you there. I can't wait to see you there. 
it wasn't the people that I went and picked up and walked with and took and had 14 people call them that morning to make sure that they didn't oversleep. And then like they may come for a couple of weeks, but then they're not coming. Right. Right. You know? A lot of times. Yeah. Of yeah, course. Interesting. Of course, we have to go off the spirit on that one. Oh, for sure. I'm not right. suggesting yeah. you don't help. Right. But right. I am exactly. saying that I and the part of it was, you know, cultural. I was serving my mission in the Philippines mm-hmm. and there's such a social, beautiful social relationships there. Part of what was really hard was that people would become attached to a missionary or to the people. Sure. Less or then they would become attached to the gospel. Right. And it took some effort to. So anyway, I'm. I'm just finding all these connections in my brain to the point that you just made. I like that. Good. And I hope others are as well. So two major things from this. Every time we teach, even even casually, even if we're talking to someone on the plane and we start talking about the gospel a little bit, what is our invitation to come closer to Christ? Even if, we, if, even if we don't say that, my invitation to you to come closer to Christ is we're not, we're not doing that, but more naturally. And by the way, as we do it more, more often, the more natural it will come and the more comfortable we will do it. So then it's what do we do? What invitation are we giving each time? And then how are we following up with that also? How do we make sure that um, they did it? Or sometimes it's the return and report. Again, with leadership, you know, if you're a bishop, it may be a, okay, you come to me and return a report. Yeah, I like it. I like I'm it. not going to follow up with you. You return, and, and that will give some indication of how serious are they in, yep. in this, right? Um, so there are lots of different ways to do it, but I think we can add invitations in a little bit more than maybe we have. I love that. I've got to think about how to do it in my class tomorrow. Honestly, I'm so glad that you're bringing this up right now because I teach tomorrow. Oh, very good. Very good. Well, I will be, you know what? Here's my invitation to you. And I'm just saying, invite, and then let's talk about what invitation you gave and how you're going to follow up. Yeah. Put that in the chat. Tell us how you did it. What did you say? What invitation did you make? That's great. What is it? Yes. Good. Thank you so much, Julie. And thanks everyone for listening. If you would share, like, invite, share with someone who needs to invite. Maybe a spouse, right? Maybe. 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 Yep. I don't know why that just kind of made me go, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Not that, hey, spouse, you're doing this all wrong kind of a thing, but hey, spouse, maybe we need to think about intentionally inviting our kids in a different way than, than the commandment of, Go take out the garbage kind of stuff. I was going to say, I could think of some invitations that might be more like the ladder. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I, I'm really good at that. I'm really good I at know, that. Me too. I'm so good at it. <laughs> Wrong kind. Yep. Not thinking about that. All right. Thanks, Julie. Take care, everyone. Thanks. Bye.